Welcome to the episode of the Modest Mentors Podcast. My name's Dakota. And I'm Anthony, of course. And today's topic is just kind of be like a laid back competition preparedness or just, you know, life goal fitness preparedness. Um, of course, uh, today's sponsor is uh, us again, DD Fitness. Link is going to be in the description. Um, a lot more stuff coming to that site and it's going to be very good. But uh, finally, that this whole... This whole, you know, year that's kind of coming down to, it looks like it's coming down to, you know, a pause point with the whole, you know, pandemic. So competitions are starting to come back up. Thank God. Yeah. So, um, I know that, um, you obviously got, you did really well first place in your first competition and now I don't mm-hmm. know you're doing another one. So let's start with that. What, uh, <laughs> what's, what's different? What's, what'd you do? So what was it? It was August of 2020 is when I first decided to get into it, train for it, uh, got me a coach. She, I mean, obviously when you get a coach, they don't know shit about you. So they got to see where you're at. Yeah. Uh, we did about four personal sessions because obviously I didn't know how to do any of the lifts really. Uh, she started me. It was weird. Uh, between this one and the last prep, it was it was heavy weight, heavy, heavy, heavy. I could I could barely move. So four day split was almost too much because of how heavy I was going. Yeah. And it was a, it was a six week uh, training schedule. It was a four day split, six six week for six weeks, and then reevaluate, make a new one. And so the fifth, the fourth week came. And I, I told her, I was like, I can't even, I can't even get these weights. So we, <laughs> there was literally times, you know, I'm pretty passionate about squatting and I would get up, warm up, felt so heavy. I could barely do 405, rack the weight and would leave, go cry my car. But uh, then we had to throw in like a deload. You got those days. I, I, yeah, everyone does, but it's, it hits here. Yeah, so I mean, you mentioned squats too. So, like, what what actually made you, you know, got you into strongman versus powerlifting, where you could just do squat, bench, deadlift. So actually, uh, there I have a a buddy I went to high school with. He got into it. He's kind of the same frame as me, a little lighter though. He, I think, he competes in the one eighty six class. I'm like fifty pounds off from that, so it was a, it was a lot easier for me to drop to 230 and then the 220 yeah. class coming up and um so yeah, no, I, I saw him yeah so i saw him doing it looked badass right and he was doing good at it i was like you know what it's been a minute since i've competed i miss that i miss you know that sense of drive and i like goals i like having goals yeah you got to and yeah just i was like yeah fuck it See, see how it goes. If I suck, I suck. I'll quit. But luckily, got pretty good at it. And so the reason I don't do powerlifting is because my frame. Look at me compared to, you know, other people we know. Most powerlifters that you see successful are short and stubby and look like a rock. Look at... Uh, Look at Trey. He killed it. Well, also, he's like 5'5". Five, five. I'm 6'2", yeah. and we would have been in the same weight class. It's true. His bench would have blown mine away. His squat would have blown me away. 
I feel like if I train more on deadlifts. At the same time, you're also kind of comparing enhanced versus non-enhanced and also training time. I mean, you only train, what, six months for your first strongman? Yeah. So, I mean, just imagine if you had, you know, more time, you know, you got that form down, you know. Do you think if you would have had that more time, you think you would have liked to do strongman still or you would want to do powerlifting well see and also back in high school i did powerlifting and is i don't know maybe it's, it's like a whole new thing that yeah. i wanted to try and it seems a lot more fun doing all these wacky ass lifts i mean yeah i mean so besides obviously the workout we can talk about that later but i mean you mentioned weight class so what's what's the diet looking like then i mean is there does your no. is that your coach going through your coach or is that going through someone else or is that just going through you and what'd you do no so really uh i got the coach not for dieting i get i can do that on my own it's just a matter of me doing my own you know research and my body is this way so i need to start this time yeah uh i haven't started dieting yet i need to i need to i'm just gonna i was gonna start uh, at the beginning of April, since my new competition's in June, it's going to give me, it's in the middle of June, so it's going to be two and a half months to drop, because any given day I'm walking around 235, no diet, just subconsciously eating clean, so it's, it's 15 pounds, I gotta be I gotta be in the 220 class, Yeah. so and then for the, the previous meet that I did back in January, or February, I started my dieting in January, like, Went on a vacation, came back. I was 240 at the time because the places down in Orlando. I mean, you saw that milkshake that yeah. I had. Dude. But um, yeah, I got down to 231 pretty pretty easily. Just dropped the calories, watched what I had. I didn't I didn't go stupid deep into it with the whole macros and whatnot. But yeah, and then uh, back on to the workout now. It's, it's a lot more cardio-based. It's, it's weird. Like I said, in the first part, she had me doing heavy lift, heavy lift. I could barely walk. And then like a fifth-week deload. And then now it's – I could easily squeeze in a, a fifth-day workout because most of it's cardio. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, dude, that kicks my ass. Yeah, that's strange. That's that way. I mean, I know – I mean, I've seen stronger events too that it's a lot of, you know, endurance-related stuff. But it's weird that they put that much cardio in there when – you know you have to lose 15 pounds to make that weight so obviously if you're doing cardio and you're you know say you're restricting your calories to make that weight i mean you did you lose any strength because obviously you're not gonna i feel like you're not gonna be putting up as much weight as you were you know 15 pounds heavier yeah so that was that was the thing like that's why i want to start in april or yeah beginning of april and drop down because i feel like i could maintain strength and energy yeah stamina all that losing one pound a week versus waiting till June and starving myself. It's like, I, I've seen it before, you know, people are like, oh, I'm fat, whatever. but they can also lift a lot. And then all of a sudden they make that drastic change. They start doing more cardio and endurance, like a drastic change, not like a slow yeah. increment. And then now, now they're weak as shit. I mean, of course, they, they look slimmer, but yeah. you're, you're not moving what you used to. Sorry, Mark. That's, uh, that yeah, was you. Definitely talking about you. You'll get, you'll get there, though. You're, you're learning a lot. Yeah. I mean, being 19, you got to He's learning a lot. Yeah. 
I guess it's, that's how you go. It's like it's a process, come and go, come and go. Yeah, and I don't know for for me, it's uh, I want to learn it on my own. I'll take advice, but I want to you know I want to try on error myself. Yeah. Versus you know st- sticking to someone else's opinion because like I mean you doing your prep. Your what your first one, your coach was like, Hey, try this, and then now yeah. that you know, it's completely different, right? I, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, how how did you even go about finding your coach though? Like, I like at what point did you say, Hey, I need a coach, I need to find one, or did, it, did that just happen? You're like, Oh, maybe a coach wouldn't be so bad of an idea. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought having a coach would be a lot better because I'm more of a, a doer and by like actually doing the lift having someone in my ear versus uh because right now i'm just recording sending myself to her yeah and it, it, it's just not the same or like even looking at youtube videos it's it's not the same as having someone with a level of expertise in there with you helping you out yeah but uh no i was like i want to know what the hell I'm doing first off yeah and you know just asking around and then yeah I mean we're also not going to mention you know who your coach is just for you know uh you know privacy reasons but uh I mean say say you just smash this next strong man you're still doing novice right That's, yes so it's yeah one. so um strongman has two I guess federations conferences yeah. it's a strongman corporation then the United States strongman so I did the strongman court and when you do novice, if you place top three, can't can't do novice. Anymore. Yeah, you gotta clearly go can't open, do that. Yeah, but uh, so I'm gonna go do novice in this other one in a different. Okay. So say you smash class. this one, you know, another first place. You're now forced to go in the open. Obviously, it's gonna be a lot harder, a lot more work. You know, all those guys are used to. You know, they've been doing it for a while. Do you think you're gonna stick with the same coach, or do you think you're gonna try to? branch out and see if there's a better option for you. I mean, I'm sure your coach right now is like great. Obviously it worked out for you, you know, just fine. You got first place, but I mean, there's always that thought. I'm sure like there's, 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 there's someone possibly better. I mean, there's that could, help let's get real. There's always gonna be someone better. So have you ever thought about that? Um, kind of because there's, when I was at that meet, there was a, a group, and they were all coached by the same pe- person. Yeah. And he too, he's local. So I was like, hmm. It's like, what if, what if he's an option? And then, uh, you know, get, getting recommendations from people we work out with. Yeah. It's like, hey, he's the issue with that one though, he wasn't local. And like I said, I, I just don't like sending, I would prefer someone in there with me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, you had the same thought, haven't you? Yeah, of course I have, but um, I mean, because there's always going to be someone better, or if you want to try new things, obviously, most coaches, it'd be nice for them to be, you know, an expert at multiple different things, mm-hmm. but most of the time, they, you know, in, I mean, I'm sure your strongman coach is probably not the best fit for powerlifting coach, you know? Oh, yeah. So I'm sure she could, easily could, I'm sure. But that's obviously not her expertise. So if you came up to her and like, hey, I really want you as a coach, you know, you can push me. I'm sure she'll still take you as a coach, you know, as a client. But I'm sure like 
it wouldn't be as beneficial unless she was, you know, unless she was a strong man. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because so her other clients all went <laughs> when we were at a, so is there something you should tell me? No. So there's a section. No, uh, we had that meet and it was me, one male, five other female clients and her. So, I mean, it's kind of weird, kind of not. I really don't give a shit. That's what I'm saying. So, like, maybe, like, her, her, her credentials, she's the chairman for the Virginia United uh, United States Strongman. So, anyone that wants to do a sanctioned event kind of has to go through her in the yeah. state of Virginia. So, I mean... But I'm saying, as you say, she has more, more female clients. Maybe she's just used to, you know like strategies and you know lifting styles and you know workout methods primary through females you know? yeah and then that was, that was a bringing that up versus that other group whose coach was a male because yeah. i mean obviously women or male and female bodies completely different adapt completely different ways yeah, yeah. you know grow completely different ways it's like maybe she doesn't quite understand how maybe a male would progress versus a yeah. female doing certain things. Ah, ah. Yeah. I haven't really. It's, it's kind of similar to me too. Cause my coach, his wife also coaches as well, but I feel like they, those two primarily do female coach, you know, coaching. He has a ton of, you know, male competitors that are very, very successful. And they, I mean, he can turn anyone in to look incredible. I'm sure. And I've seen so many people go from, you know, like, you know, this to, you know, this easy, you know? So, but I feel like in a way he does a little bit more females than males. So there it's, it's on the same spectrum, but at the same time, my, my kind of thing is once you have a coach, if you don't like them right away and you can't work with them right away, it's probably not a good fit. But if you're getting a good groove, you know, the first couple of months and it's working out, I would at least give it a shot for, you know, a ways down the road because once you get a new coach, they don't, like you said earlier, they don't know you. They mm-hmm. don't. You're so pretty much starting over. Now you're starting over, you know, especially with when it comes to work workouts and how strong you actually are and and dieting, you're going to have to start all over and they're not going to know your body. They're not going to know your, mm-hmm. you know, your motivation, your personality. So now you got to start all over and you kind of lose that connection. I think that's the benefit of having a coach, a long-term coach is they they knew what worked for you five years ago and they also know what didn't work for you five years ago but yeah i mean they've seen your progression exactly yeah so like yeah 10 years down the road you're like hey i want to try this like what do you mean seven years ago we did that and it didn't work you know Mm -hmm. but a new coach would not know that and maybe you would forget to tell that coach as a client you know so yeah like you said the the dynamic and like the being able to being able to click with your coach is definitely the main part of it I don't want some guy, girl, tell me how it's going, but this guy's a fucking square. I hate him. He, I, I don't enjoy working out with this guy. Or, yeah. You know, I definitely, the personality for sure. Yeah. And I, I, I want to bring this up too, because this is, this could easily be a separate, you know, topic for another, uh, another podcast, another just conversation, but please don't. If you're out there, don't go do one competition. And even if you just smoke, smoke it, you go, you get first place. Even if you do get, you know, your pro card or you just do really well, 
please do not go and just say, hey, I'm going to coach people now. Oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> you, you getting first place or doing really well or whatever it is in any event shows that you know your body well or your coach knows you and your body well and you succeeded. You know, a lot of these sports are one-person sports. They're not, they're not team sports. So you know yourself well. Unless you actually have a degree and you, you know, you're, you've been working on this, you know, you have all this knowledge and you've been going to school. Unless you have that, don't, don't coach. Oh yeah. Cause that's so common now, especially cause you can just post on your Instagram, all your success and how good you look and easily say, I can turn you into this. But in the reality, sure, maybe you can, but everybody's different. Yeah. Deep so, down, you're really just taking yeah. a trend. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's another topic, but that's, that's one thing I just had to bring up. It's like, don't, you cannot be a coach. Yeah. I mean, me and you looked at, uh, that book, that video, the personal trainer course to actually what gyms look for to be yeah. qualified to get hired on as a person. That is some of the dumbest shit. Yeah. It's like, what was it? The first third? How to be a square. That's yeah. Right. Honestly, how to kiss ass not but not really yeah like the first three chapters were just how to talk to people it wasn't they had skimming through it the only part that really talked about exercises was maybe one chapter yeah not even it was it was basic exercises too like wasn't about form or how it's just this muscle connects to this muscle. Yeah. It's, it's an anatomy class. It's just it's just disappointing because you know new competitors they go to a you know a coach that they rely on and it ends up doing them no good you know and it just it can deter people away from the sport that they used to love doing but now they just think they're shit at it because they didn't do well but maybe it's because you didn't have the right guidance. I mean you could be following a program to a T. You know if it's a shit program you know yeah. it's you're gonna have shit results. And then you're gonna sit there like, okay, maybe I, maybe this isn't for me. When no, it, pro- it probably still is. You know, anything can be for you if you put in the time. But you just had a shit coach. Oh yeah, no. It's, I mean, if you preparing for a bodybuilding competition, had a coach that was like, you need to hit, you know, no more than five reps for three sets. That is kind of fishy. Yeah. Versus, you know, if if my coach is or a powerlifting coach is telling their client. Yeah, three sets of 10, no less than 10 reps for any exercises. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, competing is kind of a bitch. But that's what it, it feels is. good, though. Yeah, I will say, you know, obviously, us, you know, being competitors, it, it kind of brings that sense, you know, back in high school. Because, I mean, what, a, what have we actually done competitive wise besides, you know, high school I mean you compete for you know a job you're you know a raise maybe in your work but like that doesn't give you that much fulfillment to me it doesn't it's like cool I'm I'm, I got this I got promoted I mean that's all that's awesome but for me I don't get that like competitive spirit in that way like I used to in high school the achievement yeah the the feel of achievement it's a separate it's a separate type of achievement you got the you know business professional you got you know activities and uh so competing is definitely it's a it's definitely a rush and it's it's a great feeling because you feel like you're going towards something, you know, you're doing something, you know, you got a hobby and now you can enjoy your hobby in another way. Yeah. I mean, even so going into a competition, say you're not the best, but your, your mindset, where am I trying to go with this? Uh, 
your personality like plays a lot into it. When you, your competitiveness, I guess. So yeah, like say you're so. you're going into it, you know you're not gonna get first, but you your drive yeah. may actually push you to it. Yeah, some dedication, consistency yeah. type thing. I mean, honestly, a lot of competitions you shouldn't I mean you should definitely that should be a goal, you know. I wanna be first place, I wanna win. That's everyone's goal. Then no one wants to lose. But you gotta think about a standpoint too, like you're not gonna win everything, you know. But you're also, you know, if you work hard, you're not going to lose everything. You know, you're going to get, you know, one, you know, or two or many, depending on how hard you work and stuff. But I think a lot of people, especially now, they're like, well, if I'm not going to get first, I'm not even going to compete. But the thing is, especially with, you know, I'm sure with strongman and powerlifting, especially with bodybuilding, I mean, it's really about you. I mean, it's, did you beat what you looked last time? Yeah. Especially if it's your first one, is this the best you've ever looked in the best shape you've ever been? Then that should be a prize on its own. Even if you don't get first, even if you get 10th, it should be you You worked so hard to get where you are and look at you now. So then the next time you do it, sure, if you got you know a third, the next goal is, yeah, I want to get you know top two, you know, hopefully top one. You always you always train and plan for to, to win. But if you don't win, you got to look at it like, it's did still I, a personal achievement. Did I beat my last package? And if you did, I mean, that's that's improvement. So on that scale, you're going up. So eventually, I'm sure you will win one, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so we're doing a bone frog this Saturday up in D.C. Like, I'm, I'm clearly not going to win shit. But also just the fact of my competitive mentality and actually doing it, I, I feel like I'm going to do good at it. Yeah. I, I, I don't train for this. I don't run. But just being able to go and do it and compete against myself. Yeah. Is it, it makes it fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. What about you? You you been doing any running? No. Who the fuck? I do a lot of cardio though because of, of what the the prep now, so Yeah, I, th- I think you're just blessed as a natural natural runner. It's 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 funny too, cause when I I look back at it too, I mean I, I kinda use it as my like I don't. I don't ever want to look like this ever again. And if you follow me, you'll you'll you'd probably see on my page, you know, like a before and after when I do look like. But uh, I mean, I wasn't like I wasn't like crazy, you know, like like fat in my eyes. But I was definitely a bigger dude, like a thick boy. I mean, I was like two thirty. <laughs> you know, that's that's big. I don't think I've ever weighed that much. But uh, oddly enough, at two thirty, I was still you know top you know, three runner in a dive school class, you know, doing still 1833 milers, you know, I could, I was still, I just been, I don't know, dude, I think it's just from running all through high school and I ran so many five uh, Ks and I ran that marathon and all those half marathons before dive school. I just, to me, running's not as physical as everyone, you know, says it is. I know it's, everyone says, oh, it's all mental, but I think it actually is like for me, my body just, kind of goes numb after a couple miles and it's just mental like i can keep this pace as long as i say i can keep this pace you know so and unless you're like unless i'm like physically hurt i don't think that if i mean if i want to hit 1830 right now without training i i probably could damn yeah no uh talking about dive schools and whatnot you know we had to run mile and a half two miles three miles and time limits the what got me to get a faster time is because I went through 
in the winter. And so you're you do you do the swim, you do the push-ups, the sit-ups, <laughs> the pull-ups. So now I'm soaked outside and is sitting there shivering it's like okay all you gotta do is run faster at the same time though you run faster you get more wind then you then you get colder yeah but i don't know i have this problem overheat yeah i just i get get sweaty way too quick way too fast yeah i mean yeah i mean honestly the only cardio that you mean you know the only car that i actually do is while i'm on prep (laughs) I mean, I like to do, I like to do like stuff here and there, like in the off season, just, you know, burn the extra calories, but I'm only doing cardio while I'm on prep. So how much, uh, how much longer to your competition? Less than six weeks now. Mm-hmm. How's how's, how's the downstretch looking? It's looking a lot better. Um, yeah. Cause I remember your last prep. Was it three, even three, four weeks out? Yeah, you not have it. So I think the the problem with the first one is it was my first prep that I've ever done, and I was also going from a very worst standpoint. You know, I was I went from that period where I was like two thirty, and then before I actually started my first prep, I was like, you know, I need to work harder before I come and see you know my coach again to actually do a competition, so it's not complete you know this or that so i think i started like two uh, so it wasn't as dramatic as a change i mean I, it, it, I think it was the most dramatic a lot more dramatic than this one i think because i started yeah. at like 210 but that prep i started at 210 i got down i stepped on stage at 174 so i i mean just from right there you can see that's a lot of weight and if you follow me and you see my pictures as well i was very skinny I didn't hold that much muscle, you know, I actually lost a good amount of muscle and I just think it's cause maybe, I mean, that was my first prep with my coach. So we were still learning, we were still doing stuff. So, um, see, I maybe, think it was kind of the, maybe I died too hard, too fast. Maybe I, yeah, maybe I did diet too hard, too fast. And I, and I lost, you know, I lost a good amount of muscle. I wasn't, I, I got pretty weak. I mean, I could do average amount here and there, but then I also got to a point, you know, two weeks out week and a half out that I was just, I was walking around work. Like I didn't even know where I was cause I was so tired. You get to that point where, uh, it's a funny cause Greg just mentioned it on his stuff. It's like, you can get so tired that you're in the freeway and you gotta go in the left lane. You gotta switch lanes. You're so tired. You don't even want to check, you know, behind you. You're just going to look at the mirror and just say, I don't see anyone. So if I, you know, if I hit someone, I hit, but you're literally that, that's how tired you are because you're, yeah. I mean, and Natalie says it all the time, it's not healthy. And in a way it is not healthy because you're depressed. I mean, your body is telling you like, Hey, you, at this rate, you're probably going to die because you're not eating enough food. So it goes into that state, you know, and you kind of shut down a little bit and that's just how your body reacts. You know, it's like, look at this rate for the next months, you know, you're, you're not getting food. You need to start getting food. So that first prep was pretty rough. Um, also, because it was my, it was the first one. I had some ups and downs with the whole diet thing, but overall, I think I, I think I did pretty well. If I were to give myself a number on how consistent I was, I would say, I honestly, I would say seventy five percent. And I don't think I've actually really told anyone that, but I mean, I did. I struggled with the diet a lot because I would just get so hungry, and ghrelin was just, you know. Oh yeah, no. So like when I was doing my cutting down, I would do. Monday to Friday, eat clean, certain amount of calories, and then Saturday was like my my cheat cheat day. Yeah, and it was, I think 
mentally, it's it, a lot of people get eating disorders from it. Yeah. Oh, that's a huge thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's de- we can definitely make that a whole another topic for sure. But that's a huge thing. Like, you know, eating disorders after after competitions. That's very very common. I mean, I I, I could say I I probably did too. I mean, you just your body just like goes in that state where now you get food. Your body tells you you're still hungry. It will not tell you that you're full. So you can just keep mm-hmm. eating. And then even when you don't, even when you realize you ate all this food, you're like, I, your body is still telling you that you're hungry. So instead of like you saying like, oh, I mean, I'm hungry, but I cannot eat it. Your body is telling you like, no, go eat it. And you just, you get the same feeling as when you're on prep, you know, starving, stuff like that. So that was my issue. My first prep is I would get a cheat meal and I would turn it into a cheat day. You know, and then I would turn into like a cheat day and a half. And then I would realize, oh, I need to stay on track still. And I would go do hours of cardio. And now that's just not what you're supposed to do. So this prep is so much better. Feel way more comfortable. We took it a little bit slower. I started off in a better spot with a lot mm-hmm. more muscle than I did my first one. I personally don't think I've lost. I mean, I'm sure I've lost muscle, but I personally don't think I've lost really any muscle. I'm doing the same lift, same weight as I did at the start of my prep uh consistently you know doing the exact same exercises lifts everything um so i feel like i'm better you know standpoint and i mean my coach knows my body more i know my body a little more so i know what i can handle uh i'm i would say this prep i'm like 95 to like 97 percent. i'm not gonna say i'm perfect on this prep but i'm very consistent on this prep um, way more motivated. Um, I mean, I'm switching categories too. So I had to go from, you know, legs once a week to now I'm doing legs, you know, twice, maybe even three times a week, just trying to build a solid frame and, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously when you're competing, physical state is a big part, but mental state is, I think it's more. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I would... That's a tough topic too, because obviously you, I mean, even with anything, even if you're not competing, you need to have, you know, your mental state on track and with any, you know, stress levels go high, work, you know, life, family, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely not sure how it is on Strongman, but I mean, uh, I, so I always correct that joke. It's when lifting, it's 8% metal, 10% the song you're listening to, and then 10% actually lifting the fucking weight. Cause there's, I was, I was training doing yoke carries. I was like, oh, this is heavy, you know, down and back. And did in like 20 seconds. I firmly believe, and some of you probably are going to like this, like retard strength. That's a, that's a thing for sure. Just the, the way that some people are able to walk up to a lift or an event. And just pull. Or anything. And just, just pull it and just zone out. And uh, that's, that's actually what I had to... So for me, that's how I do it. There's a deadlift melee and I paced, did a little heavy breathing and then just zoned out. So where you're, you're saying you need to be, your mental state is more, more focused on the actual workout part. No, I think my mental state needs to be non-existent uh. because I, I actually have a bad tendency of mentally fucking myself. Like there'll, there'll be plenty of times hitting PRs, just heavyweight, heavyweight in general is kind of nerve wracking because like he's, there may be a bad day, maybe an even better day. We'll walk up to it, have it on your back, whatever, 
you know, you're ready, getting ready to lift it. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, 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 no. You start doubting yourself. Yeah. And you know, that's God, yeah. bless people that are able to just zone out. And exactly. Just eat it. I think that comes with just time too. Just, you know, you're so comfortable. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to block this out and just send it. Yeah. Cause I mean, back, back in high school doing powerlifting, I'd be in third, fourth place after squat and bench. And then you have these sling blade, uh, or there's no shit. One guy, the, the witcher, what was, what was that witch that was like just the ugly deformed ass face? And I didn't really watch it. I didn't. Anyways, hopefully someone will figure it out. But yeah, this hillbilly bunkin walks up, pulls this massive deadlift. Actually, three people pull these massive deadlifts who had weak everything else. And then now I'm in sixth. Oh, it was so fucking. It was it was bad. That's how it is. See, it all just depends as well who shows up. I mean, you could look crazy good and do you know you're amazing in your state, but then you know who knows who shows up. You know, maybe a stack of people show up, and then that's why you you know placed like that, or maybe one person came and that's why you place a little bit better. You know, who knows? Like you'll never know who's going to show up to your competition. So you just got to train your best of your ability and show up with your best. Package. You got to, you got to figure out what works for you. Yeah. Cause I mean, then back into that whole preparing for a lift, um, you see that powerlifting means people just walk up, pull the weight. I mean, granted they're probably hitting a PR, but they just, you just kind of do it like casually. Yeah. And then there's other people, you know, like you said, me, heavy breathe, just zone out. And then there's other people, they got to get pissed off. Like, I mean, you see the people in the, like the videos, like getting smacked. Yeah. Like how the hell do you do that? Yeah. 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 Your, your mental preparedness, I still feel like is, is focused more towards the lifting side where I'm saying like, Obviously, I have to get mentally prepared to go to the gym and actually be in the gym, especially when you're so, you know, exhausted. Oh, here, how about this one? Preparing yourself, how, like, how do you, how do you prepare yourself mentally to go on the stage for the first time in front of all those people? Uh, it's like a band-aid just ripped it off. I guess you don't, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've always been the type of person that I don't care what someone thinks about me. I mean, sure, you can say whatever you want. I don't care. It's... I just always been that type of person. So I think I get a little bit of stage fright, but it's like at the same time, it's like, I don't really care. So for me, it's more like stage fright. Like, am I doing this right? So I can, you know, one up my competitor, you know, for, for posing reasons. Like, yeah. I'm thinking I'm more nervous. Like, okay, am I actually posing the right way? Or am I doing my job so I can, you know, outpose, you know, my competitors. It's not really like who's in the crowd, you know? I mean, I'm, you know, my next competition, I'm pretty much walking up there in a G-string, pretty much. Oh, yeah. No, so, like, it's a speedo right across the crotch. <laughs> so, I mean, at that, when you walk in up like that, you pretty much have to just send it. But I think getting more comfortable in the in your own home gym, you know, every now and then, you know, it's it looks kind of douchey, but, you know, posing in the mirror, you know, fl- you know, pushing that blood in there or, you know, be more social and talk, talk to people that do compete in the same stuff you are and get advice from them and, then you realize just everyone's in the same boat as you. You know, everyone else that you're on stage with is probably feeling the same way. They all went through the same program you did, you know, struggled, the diet, the workouts, they all do the same thing. So in a way, like 
you're like, oh, I really need to beat this guy next to me. But you don't, you're, you don't hate him. You're not, you know, you're not enemies. You're, you're, it's not like you're about to do a boxing match. Yeah. It's just like, we're going to present our best packages. And at the end of the day, the winner is the winner. And you applaud the guy next to you, you know, for still putting that work. I mean, there's guys in my first competition. Well, there's one guy I can remember on my first competition that clearly he was not ready at all for a bodybuilding competition, but he, he went there anyways, because you know, he, he hit his goal. I'm sure he did. I don't, I don't know his backstory, but you could tell. It's probably one of his personal achievements just yeah. to show up on stage. Yeah, cut down from wherever he was and show up on stage. You can tell, obviously, he was not ready for the stage because of just the way he looked. You know, he was, he just obviously he wasn't dieted down and he didn't. But from where he used to be, I'm sure that's just way better. But you, in a way, like, you can't be like, dude, get off the stage. Why are you here? Dude, you're like, this guy probably went through the same thing as everyone else, you know. He could have been 300 pounds and this is what he looks like now. So he went through the same struggles as everyone else and you got to applaud that, you know. So that's what I like about competing, especially in bodybuilding is, you know, everyone's on the same team, really. I mean, you get the rivals here and there on the pro level, you know, no, like, no. you know, the whole, you know, Breon, Chris Bumstead thing. But that at the same time, they they reply to each other. They respect each other because they went through the same thing. So Yeah, there's a so at that. Uh, strongman meet ran into a guy he you know this is first strongman meet also he talked about how he com- competed in other events and yeah uh, talking about boxing he's the mindset that you have to be in is completely different yeah. like yeah he's like I enjoy this like we're I can shoot the shit with people next to me people I'm competing with like I don't have to be aggressive the entire time I can actually enjoy myself and then he was talking about during boxing it was complete opposite he had to be like in a sense I gotta kill that guy yeah I mean in boxing and stuff like that you're pretty much fighting for your life you, know, you don't want to get knocked out come on. I'm not trying to take these rounds to the face yeah come on I mean that's completely different but yeah I think I think that mindset is pretty good I just it gets really tough, especially at the bodybuilding, because you're so low. When you get, you know, when you get down that low body fat percentage, your body goes to that that whole shutdown mode. Your hormones are going crazy. They shut down. You know, everyone talks about you know you lose that like sex drive. You 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 get that high temper. You, you're tired. You just you're not interested in things that you, you used to love, you know, just because your hormones are out of whack. Your solo body fat is trying to your body is trying to you know keep surviving. So I think that's another mindset thing that people have to get over. Especially for me, is uh, Natalie said I was just terrible on my last prep, but I was also struggling. I think a lot more. This one I'm a lot more comfortable with the diet, and we took it a little slow, and we know how my body reacts. So. I don't think I've been so bad. I mean, I'm sure at work people hate me, but that's just all seem like personality. Oh, yeah, also work, work sucks ass. But uh, I think that's another reason that um, mentality is a big thing because you're going to go through that point where, you know, you don't want to do anything or it's just not interested in you, but you still got that goal, you know? And, yeah, it's, just, it, it's a temporary thing. It's like, I'm. this isn't the rest of my life. This yeah. is temporary. I got to push through. You got to find stuff that motivates you when you're at that moment you know so and i think that's from coming back from the last podcast we just did having a workout buddy having someone that has the same goal as you you can make it enjoyable yeah that's you need someone there that can at least you know when you're down they can they can kind of give you that shove and then even even a spark of energy 
can turn into, you know, a great workout, even when you're, you know, six, seven percent body fat, not even wanting to move off the couch. So, yeah. Yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta push through. I mean, like even with, I mean, that's probably how I'm going to take on this bone frog. I'm not a runner. Yeah. I mean, when we did the, no shit, it was actually this time last year when we did the, the Spartan race and we did the, what was it? The beast. Yeah, it was like 13 miles, a half marathon. And then how many obstacles? Like 30, I think, maybe. Oh, yeah. And I never never trained once running. I mean, I, st- I got a, I got eighth in the our age group. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's not too bad. But, I mean, also we were in the in barring on a little island surrounded by yeah. people who also probably don't do that. Yeah, I'm not really sure what Bobby's doing to train for this, but I'm sure, I mean, he says he's doing a little bit more cardio now because he, he's doing a small cut, I think, just to, you know, get a little get bit better shape summer before. body. Yeah, just just before we go to Bahrain, but I mean, yeah, I know for me, I just do my, you know, car, I mean, it's kind of, I probably honestly shouldn't be doing this bone frog in the middle of my prep because, you know, getting anything lower. and everything could happen. Yeah, getting low, well, that too, like injuries, but I mean, getting so low in body fat, I mean, something out of my regular normal could affect my body in a way, you know, so like holding more water or, mm-hmm. you know, just something going on. But I think, you know, I'll use it as a source of cardio. I need to do, you know, probably 45 minutes of cardio a day, anyways. Um, so I'll just use it as that. I'll just have to be careful. But I mean, the only I'm not training to run. Just doing it to have fun. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you love you know that I love doing those types yeah. of events. You know, sparring is awesome. But I mean, the only way I'm training for this is my daily cardio that I have to do anyways to prep for this upcoming competition, and then the rock climbing. But besides that, that's that's the only preparation I have to do this. No, oh, yeah, back to that rock climbing. Where do you guys do it? Oh yeah, latitude, dude. So there's one downtown. So there's a Norfolk one, but they only do like bouldering. And then there's the Virginia Beach one where they do, you know, uh, high rope, bouldering, and they do, you know, auto blades like that. That's the like, real fun location. Yeah. No, the only time I saw the, the Norfolk ones when I walked in to get chalk. I mean, yeah. It looked kind of small. I want a little bit bigger. You can tell now. I thought it was kind of dumb at first. Not rock climbing, but I thought the getting the membership was dumb. Cause it's kind of, you know, it's definitely more expensive than, than one life. But, uh, as soon as I started, dude, I got addicted. It's, it's, it's fine. It's a different type of like strength. It's a different type of like endurance. So like, it doesn't bother me like in the gym after I can go rock climbing. It doesn't really affect any lifts, you know, if I want to lift that day, but it's, it's, it's like, it's so technique. So like, and I'm kind of scared of heights. So it's kind of getting me over that a little bit too, but it's a, it's a, it's a rush. And, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much addicted to that now. <laughs> hmm. You know, I always, always saw like people that enjoy rock climbing as like, you could tell. Someone walked by, is like, that guy, that guy enjoys this. Yeah. There's definitely, I think, like a stereotype body frame for rock climbing, but I mean, fucking twig. ask Bobby, dude. Today, even today when we went, there is a guy that I thought had no business, you know, walking into a rock climbing gym and he did up, down, up, down you know, no break. And then I looked at the ratings and they were like two ratings higher than I've ever even done. Hmm. And I, I finally got my 5.9. I don't, you probably won't know the scale, but uh, 5.9s I've only done one so far out of that entire gym. And I think the highest rating that I've seen at that gym is 5.13. And this guy was doing a 5.8, 5.9, 5.10, like back to back to back. And he does not look like he's fucking getting it. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I think it just comes with those specific muscles, you know? 
It's a lot of technique too, though. You know? Yeah, yeah, being able to just press in certain ways. And Natalie's just crazy good at it. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't remember her saying she rock climbed at all when she was in like high school or you know back. But she's just that's something she caught into like naturally, and she's crushing. Yeah, like you said it's that stereotype, like that small, small frame being able to just support yourself because with your, like you know, lats and I'm not gonna say she's not strong, but she like didn't work out prior. She doesn't have that. You know, you th- a lot of rock climbing is all like pulling yourself up. I don't think she ever, she doesn't really have that, you know, she doesn't have those muscles developed, I feel like. Yeah. To, well, I mean, to also, that. I don't know how you feel about this, but body weight versus weight weight, completely different. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's, you know, the here and there about it, but it's crazy that people that are good at it, I mean, it's, there are some guys in there and some girls, dude, there's a, there's a couple small girls in there, dude, even like 13, 14 years old, that'll just crush me. Just spider monkey. You know? Yeah. We got anything else? Um, I think we just wrap up by saying just like, you know, like if you're going to prep for anything in the future, like do your research, know what needs to be done. Know you. Yeah. Know, know yourself. Good, good point. Know, know yourself. Know how much time you need to prepare. You know, you're not just going to. You can't set a realistic goal. Hey, I'm going to train for a week and then send it and expect to do good. It just yeah. set, you know, put a time frame. Know your work and training schedule. What you need to do. Yeah. Don't don't like I said with the whole body weight thing. If you shed too much, too much fat, too quick, too yeah. hard, too fast, you're going to lose strength, feel as shit, lethargic. Yeah. And then uh, also, I mean, kind of the same with weight training. Like you're don't hurt yourself. Yeah. And then, like, honestly, keep that mental state strong. I'm, you're going to always hit a downslope, and you can't think, you know, this. I'm, I'm not fit for this. You just push on past it, and, you know, you can't just get to the bottom and say, hey, this obviously isn't for me because, yeah. you know, I'm here. Dude, but, uh, there's a ways up. Get cocky. Get confident in yourself. No one wants to be around a damn pessimist. Yeah, so just dedication, consistency, and... Uh, and uh, I think I mean most people will be successful. I mean, you you can't you can't expect if not successful, results. you at least will achieve better. Yeah, I mean you can't you, you can't expect good results if you don't put in the time for anything. You know. Yeah. Oh, was it? Things that everyone wants are hard to get. Yeah, I mean it would have to be that way. <laughs> I mean, then everyone would have it. But you know what I mean? Like, in a sense of, you know, yes, obviously everyone would have it, but it's the fact that everyone wants it makes it harder to get to the top because obviously the best people are at the top. Yeah. And I'm def- I mean, I'll definitely close on the, the whole coach thing. Well, we can do another, you know, talk about, it, but uh, if you're dedicated to something and you're actually willing to put in the effort, you know, get a coach i mean i i i might have been able to do what i'm doing by myself because i know myself better than anyone honestly but even for anything just just basic knowledge just basic not you know there's there's so many people that know so much about you know what you want to do already that they can put you five steps ahead you know and you know make that that time frame go from hey i'll compete in two years to hey i can probably compete in a year because i have all this help you know, but then again, don't go to a coach if you're not going to be, if you're, they don't want, they don't want to coach you if you're not willing to stick with it. Oh so. yeah. You walk in half-assed, they're going to tell you kick rocks. Yeah. But I think, I think getting a coach for anything, 
you know, it might sound dumb, like, oh, I, I know how to diet, or I can YouTube how to diet, or I know how to work out. Yeah, you do, but there's so many different things that you don't know until you get a coach and they, you know, sit down and do it. So there's I, a level of expertise that you can't get on YouTube. Yeah. So if you never ran a 5K before, you're like, you know what, my goal is to run a 5K. Even that's even that simple stuff. Um, if you feel confident doing it yourself, you know you got a good program. You can look up tons of good programs for that. But if you can if you can do it, you know I would try to get a coach, and that would speed your 5K process up a lot quicker. So, mm-hmm. but I mean that's that's pretty much all all I got on that one. Yeah, prepping's hard. Yeah, prepping is hard, but that's the whole point of it. You're not. I mean. You can't be first place and, you know, show up the next day and, and do it. You know, you got to put in that work, so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Deuces. Thanks.